When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, Don't you dare be sour. Clap for your world famous two-time champs and feel the power. It's a new day. Yes, it is. For 12-pack radio, get excited, y'all. Welcome back, everyone, to 12 Pack Radio, your podcast source for Pac-12 football news in the home, the beta rate college football statistical model. We are a Sharp College Football podcast, sharpcollegefootball.com. Thank you for joining us. It is week F and final. 11. Rob, it's man, 11. <laughs> week 11. I just typed it out in the title for this episode on YouTube, like week 11. The beginning of the end of the greatest conference of all time. Um, we, but we still have plenty of. I can't. I'm not ready to say goodbye. Like it's, I'm going to get like a little verklempt. Like we're going to have to do that thing <laughs> where it's like the Civil War was neither a war nor civil. Like discuss right. Like <laughs> <laughs> that. That in um, some of the teams that I thought I was going to be feel really good about, like Washington State, <laughs> just totally fell off the cliff. Holy smokes, Oregon State, right? With, with both those teams are in the there's, top twenty-five and are looking a little. Rickety. There's a lot of like Oregon State is at least like continuing to hold it together, but like particularly in advanced stats, like they they're a really good football team. Washington State, there's a lot of cope right now from people that like really got on the Washington State bandwagon, um, and like look, they yeah, I know. <laughs> Yeah, you know, <laughs> like, like, like what I appreciate about you is like, you're not just like, oh, no, I was right. If we look at it in this particular light, like, you know, like, I mean, like, I like, I like, I also try to like, if I was wrong, like I was wrong about Johnny Manson. I was wrong about Trent Bray, like be a Copa, man. Like I was clearly wrong. Um, but like Washington State, like they had one, like the Oregon State game was legit. But like under the hood of that Wisconsin game, like there was yeah. some smoke and mirrors with that one. Right. And like Wisconsin's not that good. Um, yeah, the brand name, right? Uh, like, oh, they beat the Big Ten team that has won their, you know, conference multiple times. Th- that's that's the important part. Won their half of right. the conference. <laughs> you know, right. It's, it's a big difference from the actual conference. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that I'm just I was just shocked by what um, I mean, you can't lose to Stanford like that. And I think congratulations to Stanford and the coach. Right. What, what uh, Taylor's been able to do with that program yeah. is really impressive because no offensive line. Um, you know, he's basically juggling quarterbacks and they've won three games, which is way more than I thought would. I thought they'd be one of the worst power five teams in the country. And maybe Washington State is at this point. I don't know. Right? I mean, so like he's I like still re- <laughs> so the last time Stanford did something sort of good, I went out the next week and I was like, I have faith in Stanford and Stanford then like basically walked out their door and stepped on every rake in the neighborhood <laughs> next week. Right. Like, and so like, I just sort of like I just I have accepted that Stanford is like this incredibly high variance team that is like will put together marginally competent performances against very bad football teams. But like even Eric, like they played Eric, like Arizona had the worst game of their season at, 
I think genuinely even were like, because Arizona played well against Mississippi State, but turned it over five times. Arizona had a horrible game against Stanford. And yet, Mm -hmm. I refuse, refuse to have any faith in the Cardinal. (laughs) That's true. I I just, and and I'm sorry, I always say fans, I kind of stomped on you real fast. It was more, um, I mean, right, number 12, which it's seven and two. I think that's still a little rough. Like, you know, uh, them going into Arizona, I just, I just, I just slated Arizona to, to win that game. I took the points. I thought it was going to be close, and Arizona really pulled it out, So, which highlights their strength in the conference. Yeah. You still have Washington undefeated, which is great. Oregon has just figured it out, man. They are stomping on everybody. There's been a couple games where I'm like, ah, will they will they step off the gas? Or they, no, There's no they breaks. Are, no breaks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they want to get there and they are willing to do whatever they need to uh, on the field to actually do it. Um, yeah, I, I it's interesting because at the beginning, this is still a really good conference. And and I think the teams that are good continue to to improve. I think Washington's defense is still suspect like we thought it was. Yeah. Um, and teams are starting to figure out how to slow down their offense. The the problem for other teams is it's just so freaking good. Those wide receivers are amazing, and Penix is the truth. Um, so it's funny because like the conference is still really good. Just some of the teams have cycled through, and and, and really the results are starting to settle in. Where I think you you do have the right teams in the right spot. I I, I what, what do you think about Oregon? Uh, sorry, Oregon State because you know they went into Colorado you know, kind of messed around a little bit. They they were able to hold Colorado to not a lot of anything for a while. Yeah. And still the game was a little close. Like that, as we look over the what this week was and where the conference is, they are the team that stand out for me as like, I don't know, man. Like I, I feel like you said the advanced stats have them higher than uh than most you know than like the the normies do yeah where did they I mean, or, well i should say like they've fallen back a little bit like the this the, the performance against colorado hurt them they were even after the game against arizona they were sort of on like the sunny side of like 15 they're back at 19 in the latest beta rank run um and arizona has you know peaked up ahead of them at 17 um but they're i mean this oregon state team is is still really good they're dangerous. I think they're dangerous enough that if, you know, like if you were talking about, um, you know, them against a Washington or an Oregon, right? Like if they have a bad game, like if Washington or Oregon have a bad game against Oregon state, like the beefs could be in it, right? Like, I mean, they, they're good enough to take advantage. I mean, particularly like, I mean, Washington's defense really is not good. Um, and so, like, I mean, I think the Beavs could potentially still, like, sneak up on somebody in that sense right there where they could, like, they could, um, you know, like, put up some points there, I think, in particular. Um, but, yeah, I like, I mean, I like this Beavs team. Like, they're, like, right now, like, they'd be, a, you know, an underdog to Washington and Oregon, but not by a huge, huge amount um in there i i do i mean like i i think the bees have a real opportunity to like play spoiler i don't think i mean like look with two losses in conference already and they haven't played oregon and they haven't played washington yet i mean it's hard to see them with like it's hard to see them truly winning out which is what they'd have to do you know in order to really have a shot um but that said like i mean this is really i mean (laughs) Again, like this is a really good team. Jonathan Smith has yet again a really good team with no receivers over five foot. 
you know, five foot nine, <laughs> you know, and a defense that is still decent, but did take a step back. Right. But the, the offense in particular has taken a really big step forward. Um, there, I mean, like the, like I said, like the bees are really fun. I mean, like what's fun this, I mean, like truly like <clears throat> Oregon and Washington are like now Washington's offense worries me a little bit. And I say, this is like, I say this only as I don't expect their defense to be anything more than they've been which yeah. is a below average power five defense. Right. And so I, you know, like that they're, they're not going to get any better there. The offense has to be like for, for Washington to, to like, and I say, I, I'm not saying this is like, yes, Washington and Oregon already played. Like uh, I'm going to give you guys a news flash. Like the teams that law, like in the big 12, which has had a round Robin for, you had a round Robin for years. They don't this year, but, um, the team that lost the previous in-season matchup is four and two in the Big Twelve championship game, right? Like head to head, ain't as predictive as y'all want it to be. Um, and yeah, Washington put up a bunch of points on Cal, and they put up a bunch of points on USC. Everybody puts up a bunch of points on those teams, right? Like, but that ASU number that they did, where they really, really stunk it up, and yeah, maybe there was some illness involved in that. Um, or you know, and they put up points on Stanford. Too. I mean, but they struggled. I mean, they struggled a little bit comparatively. Like, and yeah, like you're not gonna you're not gonna get many. Like when you're playing a really bad team, you know, the model is like it's only really informative if if you stink, right? Like the model's yeah. like yeah. congratulations <laughs> for meeting expectations by putting up 52 on USC. Like I know that sounds like people are like we just blew up on USC, and it's like yeah, you know, like. Yeah. It's like we we grade we're great on a curve here, and USC is not good. Um, so, I think that like they I this this week though is a huge opportunity for them. They and I think this is true for and look. I mean, maybe you don't care. You know, if you're a Washington fan, you just want to win. You don't care about style points or anything like that. Um, but if you want to come into that game with a line that is fairly close out of Vegas and isn't Oregon by a touchdown. Um, they need to play well against Utah. Like, and that's an opportunity like to put up points against a really good defense like Oregon did, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, <laughs> and that's probably like this game, like look like, I mean, and, and we'll, we'll talk about it when we get into the matchup, but I think Washington really does have an opportunity to like wipe out some of the bad from that ASU game. Cause that ASU game was really, really bad offensively. Um, and yeah. I, I want to see them. I want to see them bounce back and look like they did in the early season again. Um, because, like I said, like I mean, I don't know that anybody right now in college football is hotter than Oregon right now. And yeah, they're beating bad teams, but they're beating bad teams by a lot more than you would than anyone expected. That's the thing. Is like versus yeah, well, expectations, and, Oregon is blowing the doors off. And and to go into Utah, we might not have recorded the week after, but to go into Utah and just smoke them. That part where people are like, Oregon's only blown out bad teams. Like Oregon absolutely put Utah in a blender at Salt Lake. And, and I would, to the point of if they would have lost that game by three, I would have been, I would have literally said that's a really good game for Oregon. Yeah. (laughs) But they went in and blew them out by like 30. Oh yeah. But like, that's that like, and to put, for lack of a better way to put it, like that's the bar for Washington in a way is like, they like, listen, you want like, yes. Like, I mean, each team and each matchup is different, that kind of thing. But like you, you need 
to put the screws to Utah, right? Because like, look, Oregon's going to go in there and absolutely. I mean, look, I mean, there's a chance, there's a chance they go in and absolutely stub their toe and have a dumb game, a truly dumb game, the way Washington did against ASU, against USC. But in all likelihood, Oregon, who runs the ball pretty darn good, is going to blow the doors off that USC defense, right? Like, <laughs> well, my my thing is Washington is USC. Like Washington is USC's father, right? Like USC learned all the bad all the bad lessons from their father. You know, they have the same genetic code. They have they can score offense. They have bad defense. But Washington yeah. is just a little older and a little bit more mature. Like that 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 is this Washington team. This is what, Washington is what USC. If they were to get to the playoff, could have been in the last couple of years. Yeah. And Washington, I think, is kind of that. You know, good wide receivers, good quarterback play, bad defense, but at least they kind of figured it out. And USC, it's just like a never better version. They're like a like I mean, at every level, at you know, at on offense, on defense, like they're better. Oh, you know, um, but it does sort of. I mean, it's still a problem, right? Like that that Washington defense oh, yeah. is still a problem. Um, and it does mean that their offense has to really put up points, um, mm-hmm. you know, and that's like when I like, I mean, like, so when I say like Washington's offense is a problem, the problem is, is like versus if Washington wants to get where they want to go, then the offense can't be very good. It has to be nearly mm-hmm. excellent, right? Like it has to, like yeah. if they have to be, they, they have to be like, there's a big gap between even like, cause it's LSU and they're above that two, mark and beta rank right now on offense and then oregon's close to that number two mark and on offense but they're not over it and there's a pretty big gap until you get to michigan at number three washington there's a sizable gap and they're at five right like so the to like uh-huh. get to where uh-huh. they want to go like that offense really has to be in the same range that oregon's currently putting up numbers at and that that's the part where like i think for washington fans is like you know, they'll say like, oh, you know, like we, we definitely dem- like, you know, we had it earlier in the season, like, you know, and I'm like, I need to see like after the ASU thing, I need to see you do it against somebody good. I need to see it. Like you mm-hmm. got to show me. And that's, I think that's well, reasonable. Well, yeah. Oh, I, I, I totally agree. And I'm fascinated, you know, if they both make it to the title game, that's a great game. I'm excited to see how, how it plays out. What is the, what does the model have? Uh, you know, are you able to pull up a projection of that? So, uh, I might have to tap beta, beta ranks got it think. at, um, <laughs> If you like, if you just if you did a projected score, it would be at about seven points. And I think there was a somebody put out like I think FanDuel had put out like an early look line on a potential, and mm-hmm. it was Oregon by five and a half. Okay, that's fair. I think that's that's roundabouts where right. I, I mean, I like people it. people are like, who won? The, like, I mean, college football fans are going to have to wrap their head around this one as like we get to more. Of, <laughs> I mean, it's true because yeah. like you know, we have had, we have this culture of like where you don't, you never play more than once in a season. Right. And so like, you just have like eternal bragging rights and like, you're better. Right. Um, that doesn't exist in literally like not even in the NFL. Does that exist? Like you at least have to play. You're probably going to see, you're probably going to see a team again and no one gets that caught up in head to head. Um, it's going to be like, it's like fans in college football are going to have to get used to that, particularly as like the college, the, the, the title games, they do away with divisions, you know, feeding into the title games. Like you're more than likely to see a rematch, um, in those cases. And that, you know, like, um, head to head is one data point, right. In that, uh, you know, like, and, and teams may have had a bad game. I mean, like Georgia, Alabama for the title two years ago, right? Like, 
That's right. Um, yeah. You know, most are like <clears throat> Alabama was Alabama had won the earlier matchup. Georgia came in as the favorite. Yep. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And that's looking like it's, that's how it's going to shape out. Unless uh, like you mentioned, any of the teams are going to stub their toe. Well, let's, let's look and see what we have coming up in week 11 and lots of some interesting games this time. L- last week was weird. There's a couple like marquee. There's like one marquee game, one interesting game. And then everything else was kind of like, you know, the, the, the dregs playing you know good teams or vice versa. Um, let's get to week 11. Let's do it right after this. All right, we're back. We're talking Pac-12 football. We're talking week 11 and lots of games on. on. This is just a funny slate for me because um Bad teams are playing bad teams. Good teams are playing interesting te- bad teams in interesting places. Uh, and, and let's just start with the first one. 11 o'clock a.m. on the Pac-12 Network. Number 21, the ranked Arizona Wildcats from Tucson are going into Colorado to play the Buffs. Colorado, let's just, just for a moment. Um, we got Dion throwing players under the bus. We got Dion benching who is likely the best play caller or one of the best play callers in the conference and then scoring like 10 points on Colorado. until like the last few minutes of the game did, have you seen any, any of the smoke that he, he's saying that they got tinted windows in their house and like somebody else tweeted like that. It was tinfoil. Yeah. Like he's got tinfoil and nothing's wrong with him. Well, I mean, demoting that? Sean Lewis. I mean, like that was his best hire. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it was clearly his best hire. Um, and look, they absolutely stunk it up offensively against UCLA. We didn't talk like we didn't do the podcast. Let's really talk about it. like Colorado got completely shut down by that UCLA defense, but UCLA has a really good defense. Like it just kind of felt like yeah. Sanders was like overreacting to like the schedule. Like, and people do that all the time. Like they don't take strength of schedule into account. Um, But yeah, like there's no shame. Like people often play bad against the UCLA defense. They're really good. Like they shut you down. That's okay. You have no offensive line. Right. Um, But it's like a panic move to, to remove Lewis who is undoubtedly out like and leaving Colorado after there's no way he's hanging around. Um, No. Right. And, but it is like, it is a, it is a genuine, like, and not only that, it's going to make it harder for him to hire his next, like a good OC. Like he just made hiring good staff hard. I mean, there's like, we're not even really dealing with the game. Like it's just like, even before the game, it was such a perplexing move. I don't think anyone around college football was like, Oh, that's brilliant. Like what a smart idea. Everyone was like, you did what? Like everyone's like, that was, that was clearly the only part of this team that's really working. Um, yeah, he, yeah. He also talked about his offensive line, how basically all these players suck and we're going to need to replace them. And it's your first year. I mean, like you have the grace already, right? right? I mean, the media's on your side. Most of college, and I know that they've been a sore point for some teams, but for them or for a lot of fans, but that's more, I think, because Colorado fans and less because of like, for the most part, for the most part, I thought Sanders has handled himself pretty admirably given the egos that are in the sport and given the attention and then he does some of this stuff. And if, if you just, that made me worried because I really thought that he was able to, he was going to be able to hold down the Ford and really build something. And that I totally agree. That was so perplexing what he did. Well, and saying, I mean, like, I mean, we have talked about it on this podcast. Um, 
you you cannot go to the portal and get on a new offensive line. <laughs> like you just can't. Yes. Right. That's like right. Mm-hmm. you can go out and get your like. It's easier to find decent skill position players than it is linemen, and it is going to be nearly. It would be nearly impossible to go get a whole new line, right? Um, or a defensive line, which they also need, right? Like it is. Yeah. yeah um, <laughs> like you can go get some players out of it, right? Like it's hard to build the entire plane out of um out of transfers on the lines right like there's just not that many really good linemen that end up in the portal um so i just thought like i just thought it was like a, a just a totally nutty thing to say because not only that if you have anybody that's like developing you know because like you can take your lumps sometimes and guys can develop like you know like they, yeah. they take that experience that you've given them and they turn it around like i mean i think of like that year colorado the year before they won the South, um, mm-hmm. they played all of those young freshmen at defensive That's back right. and just got torched. And then they all got torched. They had like the worst, <laughs> worst pass defense in all of college football. <laughs> and, and then they were good, right? Like all those guys like took a step forward. It might have been like it might have taken like two years of development, but they like they turned it around and got really good. You know, those guys like learned in the fire. Um, but those guys are going to transfer because you already yeah. said you're going to get rid of them. Right. Yeah. But not only that, like the other part we talked to, like, I mean, you're stuck with those dudes, those dudes that transferred in already used their free transfer. All those like 50 transfers or whatever they took. Yeah. They can't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. And if you push them out of the program and you're trying to build new transfers, like that stuff gets out, man. Like the, it, it's well, just in Colorado, it, it like, reminds- you, you can pay. There's a rule where as long, like if they choose to finish out their degree, you can continue to pay their scholarship. Is the athletic department going to be like, oh yeah, we're cool. Just bring it. Like we'll pay 25 dudes not to play football. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it reminds me a little bit of Herm's first year where he made some interesting hires and he was doing some interesting things, but then he would just say these things that just aren't, it's not college football. But the thing is, Dion should know better because he's been coaching college football. It's, 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 so I, I, that, you know, the game against Oregon State, you know, look, Oregon State didn't cover. No. Colorado scored five points into the fourth quarter and clearly missed their offensive coordinator. Again, Shadur Sanders, if you look at the box score, it looks fine, right? He had like 250 and he was throwing to Travis Hunter and stuff. But, that did not indicate what was happening in that game until the second, you know, until the, the very end of, yeah. of uh, the game in that fourth. Um, I, I'm just, I'm just worried. And and when you look at what Arizona was able to do against uh, UCLA, you know, that, that was a big win for them. Yeah. And it's Tucson. It's at night again. Like well, we should, we, I, I also want to start before we go over to the Arizona one is oh, like, yeah. if you look at the, like Oregon state, was it did finish minus one on turnovers and they did they left points on the board i mean oregon state doubled them up on yards they didn't turn it into points um and that that caught i mean like this was a game like this is a game that is more defined by the beavers mistakes um than i think like colorado like i mean they backdoored it like it was not like, like oh yeah, oregon state yeah. was cruising and, and just like not paying attention and you know what good offensive coordinators do? They do the thing they're supposed to do against the teams they're supposed to. So they rush, they rush the ball 46 yeah. times in this game, which is just, 
<laughs> now, I, I do want to, I, real because let, let's talk about Oregon State here. DJU, this year, 58% completion rate. Yeah. Uh, 18 touchdowns, four, like, I mean, I, I, I'm friends with a couple of Clemson fans that are like, good luck. And I'm like, no, 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 you don't understand. You know, he's going to have the line. He's going to have the coordinator. This is, I mean, it's, and it's not the meme. This is fine with a cup of coffee in the fire. Like this is fine. Yeah. Like this is, this is great for, for, for Oregon state. And sure. You know, that, that's what well, they they're really, I mean, like given like their offense is set up around the run game. And so he's often yeah. asked to get the ball down the field. Right. Like they're often mm-hmm. looking for play action. They're keying off the run. They've got a good offensive line. They know they can largely protect him, you know, and he's got a, he's got a freaking howitzer for an arm. Right. <laughs> so, smokes. like, yeah. I mean, they are absolutely <laughs> like he, look, his completion present, like he does have. I mean, and, and I mean, if you were listening to this podcast, you love Pac 12 football enough. I'm assuming you don't just watch your team's games. Um, but like he has a couple games, a couple of throws a game where you're just like, wow, that was totally like, I mean, he totally just misses. Right. Um, but if he gets his feet set and really steps into it, like he's an incredibly accurate quarterback, right? Like he can like, he, cause he will also have like an equal number of like, wow, what a throw, you know? <laughs> so, so here's, here's a, like a, an alternate universe where he is in the place of Mac Jones with those wide receivers like that would be interesting because those wide receivers were where they where they say they say they scheme the the wide receivers wide tf open yeah. basically like, yeah sark was sark was basically <laughs> like <laughs> like that that year like sark like was just like like it was just stupid how how much better sark was at calling plays and designing plays than everyone else yeah yeah i just say it'd be fascinating to see what dju would have been in that offense because mac jones got drafted and he, he he's bad he's very very bad um yeah i i, I just i think he's like for like it get like he i think given because their offense right now you know is in a like within beta rank like it's in a good spot like i mean look they're not they're at 14 overall on offense they were in the 40s last last year you know like this is Oregon state. Like they, they, like we talked about, they don't have a single receiver who's six feet tall on the field. Right. Like they're, they have a bunch of three-star offensive linemen. If that, right. Like this is, this is fine. Like the number 14 overall offense in all of college football, like kudos, man. Like, and that's what like DJU doesn't give them like a guy that is like, you know, you know, he's going to be in the Heisman conversation, but last year they just compared to last, they just needed somebody that could, you know, like connect the dots. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, you know, floating back to Colorado and just looking at what Arizona did, right. Arizona 27, UCLA 10, this was at night in Tucson. And again, like I'm, I'm really interested in, in when the big 12 realizes what Tucson is at night. I mean, it's basically Texas tech. Yeah you know, at night. So yeah, so it's, it's, it's a similar vibe, but it, that's, that's the truth. And like, it, it is very difficult to play there, particularly Rob, if you don't have a quarterback, which is <laughs> right. in the case for UCLA for uh, the Ethan Garber's experience. I mean, I was, I was melting down on Twitter, like three, I think three weeks ago when, when Dante Moore was throwing the football and I'm like, you can't, you can't let, you can't do this. Like, I mean, Chip Kelly is a serious coach and I don't know if he's a serious coach. You cannot leave this guy in. 
And then Ethan, Ethan Goppers comes back, you know, and everything's relative when you're drunk and at the bar, right? right? You're like, oh, yeah, that sounds great. And then and then you sober up. You're like, oh, no, yeah. <laughs> Ethan Garbers is the quarterback again. Um, 157 yards. I mean, they just could not they could not throw. Um, they were able to run the ball a little bit. But, not a lot. But Arizona's rush defense is better. Like that yeah. is a, that's a decent. It's not a great unit. It's a decent unit. And, you know, we just flip it around like. Could Arizona score on UCLA's defense? And, and their defense is legitimately good. And Noah Fafita, yet again, 300 yards, three touchdowns, one pick. Um, and, of course, Arizona's going to be able to get 100 yards. That's just what yeah. they do. They have good running backs. They have good wide play. This team is good. Like, this is a really good this team. This team is good. This is the number 15 offense in beta rank. Their drive efficiency, which was their bugaboo um, with Delora at quarterback because it, it was the YOLO offense. Like, it was... It was all explosives, no efficiency. <clears throat> Their drive efficiency's really been picking up. Um, but Fafita had a great game. I mean, a great game against um, Colorado. Like I, like I, or not Colorado against UCLA. I mean, like to to go in and play as well as he did, even with the interception, um, against a really, really good defense. And Arizona's offense came in and they were really efficient. They got things done. He was really accurate for the. Mo- I mean, like other than the pick, he was really accurate throwing the ball around. Um, yeah, this Arizona team is absolutely for real. I mean, like and look, I mean they're. They're probably, I mean, like, <laughs> depending on how this week goes for for Utah, I still expect Utah to be favored. That's a good going game. Going into Tucson? Yeah. But it's not by much. Mm-hmm. Um, and if Utah gets the absolute doors blown off them again, um, it's not, Utah's might come in as an underdog. Um, but Arizona's, Arizona's ahead of them in advanced stats right now. Like, and, and look, like, Utah's defense is still really, really good. But if you're Arizona, you have to feel really good after having taken on Utah's clone brother in UCLA (laughs) 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 and, and been able to handle them really well. Right. Um, So yeah, like I I, like, but Arizona could be favored in all the remaining games because they've got Colorado, Utah and ASU. Yeah. Well, let's talk. Let's talk big picture before we get into the numbers, because there are some factors at play here. The first is um, Arizona at home is not Arizona on the road. Historically, right? You know, obviously every year is different, but that's normally in the case. This is a team that has not been there before um, recently. So this is kind of the first time that they're coming in with some fanfare. They're probably going to get the attention because it's at Colorado. And they got to go at altitude to play um, a, a team that uh, typically plays well at home. And then, you, but you add the fact that like, like if, if Dion hadn't said anything and if, if he hadn't, you know, kicked off like the best, best hire that he had on the team, I would absolutely jump on Colorado. Like t- 10 and a half is right. a lot for a team that hadn't been there before, but that stuff worries me, Rob. I really think that's true. Like they did not move the football until the end of that game. That's worrisome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hmm. I mean, look like this Arizona defense is not great, um, but they're in the same range as Oregon state. They're at 32 overall in beta rank right now. Um, they do, they do. They're, they're pretty good on drive efficiency. They're pretty good on explosive drives. They're very good on play efficiency. I mean, the one thing is like their effective rushes at 19. Now their effective pass is starting to, to improve now that we get more data that's not playing Washington and then USC, you know, the really good passing <laughs> offenses in the conference in there. Um, 
So they're starting to improve there. And I expect like, you know, again, like now Colorado is going to test you through the air. They don't throw the ball or they don't run the ball very well at all. Um, but I, I actually think Arizona is going to try, I mean, get after Sanders and like, look, if it was still Sean Lewis, um, I would have, I would like, I would look at this and be like, oh, this could be a trap. Like this could be a trap game for Arizona. Like this is, this has all the hallmarks of like, you know, they've just been rolling like every, everything. It's not only just that everything's been clicking. It's been clicking more and more each week. Yeah. Particularly offensively. Like they've just been clicking more and more. Um, I don't know. I like, I, I would say like, yes, it like, this has all the hallmarks of like, dumb dumb game um but without sean lewis calling plays like i i'm a, i'm just less confident like i think arizona is going to be able to get to sanders and like man that kid's taking so many hits this season <laughs> that poor yeah. kid <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm i would normally do that too the 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 couple things give me a lot of pause the first is i don't think colorado is going to run the ball so you know i think arizona yeah. is going to be able to be smart in the secondary and I mean, Arizona's line is fine and they have like this team is better than the teams that have come into Colorado and beat Colorado fairly handily. I I'm worried. Um, I'm, I'm not super confident in this. I'm going to take Arizona. I'm going to, I'm going to lay the 10 and a half. Um, oh, it's up to 10 and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it opened at nine. Yeah. Oh snap. Yeah. Yeah. That money came in real quick. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, here's my question for you before it just, I want to quit. Like, how many rushing yards does Arizona have in this game? I don't know if fish is the guy that does that. Right. Like I think, I don't know. I mean, throwing. I don't know. I don't I know. I mean, I know he likes to throw the football and with Fita and the wide receivers that Arizona has and Tanner Blockland, the tight end, they definitely, but I, I think, I think they're going to, I mean, I think they're going to really lean into it. Like he tried it against USC, right? Like they kept getting, um, that outside run yeah. against USC. Right. And like, they hit that a couple times. Uh, that's the thing. Like Colorado's run defense is so bad. I think, I think Arizona might lean into the run. Yeah. Yeah. Just keep a lookout for, and, and the other thing is I think Sanders is a little hurt. It's, it just seems like mm-hmm. he's been more hobbled than he's been in the past. So you're getting an 80% Sanders against a pretty healthy Arizona team. And there's no depth on Colorado right now. I just, right. I'll, if, if Arizona loses, it's because they haven't been there before. And that's a risk. That's a risk that you're going to have to take. And they turn it over. Like, I, I, I mean, I can see this team stubbing their toes, but like they probably have to finish minus two on turnovers to lose. Yeah. I think, and, and Fafita could do that on the road at altitude. Like, you know, it, it happens, but yeah. Um, all right. Give me the cats. Um, what, what are you, what are you taking? I'm, I'm taking Arizona. Like I, I think I, the, the concern I was like, if Sanders is in any way slowed down and he cannot buy time, like that offense is cooked. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Um, let's do, let's do, let's do the dumb, the dumb game of the week. Let's go one o'clock on e- This is on ESPN too. God bless <laughs> which, ESPN. Which dumb game okay, of the that, week? <laughs> dumb game of the week. Exhibit A. Washington state is a one point dog on the road against Cal. And we were talking about this, Rob. It, like when I, when I first looked at the line, I just thought, oh, so disrespectful, but it's right. Um, I, I was, I was probably the last person on that Washington state train, including Washington state fans that were just really nervous. You know, so Washington state opened as a two point favorite. Yeah. And it's flipped to Cal it's flipped to Cal minus one. Yeah. That makes, that makes that beta rank has Cal as a favorite. Game. Oh, that's fascinating. Could be, the problem is 
where where is this Washington State team? Because they scored seven points on Stanford. Like holy smokes! So we talked. So I did talk about like I I talked to Hipple today about this. Stanford can cover. Like they can't rush the passer, but their DBs ain't bad. There's some like Dwayne Aquina hangover on the coaching there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's shown up a couple times this season. Um, but yeah, they scored. They scored. Oh, you can't man. do that. You just can't do. I mean, you can't be a serious football team and score seven at points. home at home. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like they lost to Stanford. At home and put up one touchdown. So I'm wondering, but I haven't heard anything about this, about like the flu or, you know, like right. because I really do think that Washington ASU game, that was, I really do think there was some illness that was cutting through there. I know USC was sick yeah. against, I think they were also sick against ASU. So I wonder if they gave the, gave the flu to ASU. <laughs> yeah. um, but, but holy goodness. I mean, Cam Ward, almost 50%, you know, 241, a touchdown pick. Uh, I, I just, this team is hurting and they were hurting before they went in uh, to their own house and lost to Stanford. Uh, anything yeah. else to say about this game? I mean, like, I guess we could talk a little bit about Stanford, right? Ashton Daniels is clearly the guy. Now he's not, yeah. he's not the guy with a capital. There's no capitals in that sentence. It is just, he is the no. guy with like, with a, with a small period, but you know, he's been their quarterback. I'm just, I, I mean, AO, AO manner is a, is a revelation. Like that dude can play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was the guy that lit uh, up Colorado, right? Like for seven thousand yeah, yards, yeah. yeah, which was hysterical to me. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's interesting because I think he's a walk-on, isn't he? I don't think he's a scholarship uh, player. Oh well, I mean, he will be soon. Scholarship coming to the store near you. Yeah, that's right. Um, EJ Smith, just not. I mean, like, I just, I don't know. The Stanford team is. I don't understand how these. I mean, look, I understand the value of a Stanford degree. But I don't understand how some of these guys haven't transferred. Yeah. Right? Like, like, like these guys have like grad trans, like EJ Smith was like a four star running back. Like he was a big get when they got him. Um, and he's been, I mean, he's like disappeared into a black hole. He's freaking Emmett Smith's son. Like what? I know. <laughs> it's like, he should be playing for Colorado. Oh, well, no, he shouldn't because the offensive line. No, he should not. Like, I mean, he's not sitting behind a possibly worse offensive line. Yeah. Like, but he should go to UCLA, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I don't understand. Like, Chip Kelly has, like, some white running back from the Mac <laughs> that transferred him. We live in the dumbest world. Um, meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, Cal gets just absolutely, like, Oregon, Oregon came in like I don't know if you ever if you ever watched the Batman with uh, Jack Nicholson where he's coming on and he's he's like putting swirly mustaches on the Mona Lisa and he's just like just mm. dumping all over the museum. That's what Oregon did in Cal's house. They were just they were you know they were just oh no this was at Oregon oh oh I'm sorry yes yes I apologize yeah. well I mean yeah metaphorically at Cal yeah 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 in Cal yeah sixty three nineteen um Fernando Mendoza is is the guy too they found their quarterback but again in in low caps and and in really small font uh, Fernando Mendoza is the quarterback there uh Jake yeah. not is like pretty good I think it's fair now right we were kind of making fun of his numbers against because he ran against Arizona but he he's consistently been able to put up um yards on the ground and Jeremiah Hunter is good. But this Cal team, like, what do we, what do we got here? Because I I just don't think they're they're good, which means that holy no. smokes, Washington State is not good if uh, if Cal's in front of them. No, I mean in Mendoza, I mean like, look, Mendoza's he's bad. <laughs> he's he's 
he like he had a decent game against USC, and I think people are like, "This is a revelation." Um, and he it was fine. You know, he was twenty five of thirty nine <laughs> for you know at seven point five per. Um, you know, in that game, and he, I mean, I guess he had it like, but he 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 has not had a good game against good competition. And look, this Oregon team right now, I said like they're at number one in beta rank right now. Like they are legitimately really good. Their defense has improved. Um, their defense sits at 11 overall right now. Um, they're at number two on offense and beta rank. Like, I mean, it helps that like the number one offensive team LSU just has an impossibly bad defense, <laughs> but this or this Oregon team is legitimate. And like Nick's absolutely like in this, this Cal team, this Cal team is trouble. Um, you know, but like this, I mean, Nick's absolutely lit him up. 29 of 38, 10.2 per, you know, he did have the pick, um, you know, and, and Bucky Irving got 4.9 per carry. And, and, you know, like without, I mean, Oregon ran the ball. They did. It didn't feel like, like, I think Nick's was having such, such a big day. Like they didn't really feel like they had to commit to it too much. I think to run the football, but just a monster. Mon- I mean, and Tez Johnson, <laughs> Holy moly. 12 catches, 180 yards, two TDs. Like, jeez. Find the duck, baby. Find the duck. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, truly, though, like putting that kind, I mean, that kind of a, a score on on Cal, right? Um, and, and Oregon turned the ball over, turned the ball over twice and still put up 63 points. That's nuts. So when we, when we, Push the matchup here. You can throw on Cal, right? Yeah. Can you run on Cal? Well, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter if you can run on Cal because Washington. So you can run. run. So here's the thing: you can run on Wazoo. They're at 94. They're at 78 overall in defense. Their defense has really fallen off. They're at 94 in effective rush. Cal sits at 44 offensively in beta rank. They're at 27 in effective rush. Um, they flip uh, it around. Cal's pass defense is hideous. They're at 119. They're at 67 overall in beta rank. They're at 119 in effective pass. Washington State's at 57 in beta rank. They're at 19 in effective pass. Yeah. So like it is it is a matchup where both teams are going to feel pretty confident with what they want to do is going to be available. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so and I think the other thing here is that Washington State can can stack the box. Now, will it, will it be helpful? Like, will they effectively stack the box? No. Is Mendoza good enough to get something if they do? I think so. I mean, at least some ta- some of the time, right? Like, there's Cal's at sixty five an effective pass. I mean, it's it's not like they're like Mister Magoo out there. And Washington State's at fifty three an effective pass defensively. So, like, they're not exact. I mean, like. Their big problem is they can't stop the run, but <laughs> I'm taking Cal. Um, I just, I think Washington state's in a tailspin and you, I'm gonna t- you would think, yeah. so here's the, you would think like, it's not as if it's like losing to stand. Like there were many wake up calls <laughs> before they lost to Stanford. Like, That's true. They got absolutely massacred by Arizona at home. I mean, just got the doors blown off them. Um, God, there's been a lot of blowouts in this conference this season. I mean, it's, it's a great end of the, you know, end of it for the conference, but like, you know, what, like for Wazoo, like I would have expected, you know, after you lose to Arizona, 
you know, the first they lost to UCLA and they look completely ineffective there. I mean, they're on a five game losing streak, which includes losses to their last two is losing to Arizona state and Stanford. Mm. <laughs> the two, two honestly. And I say this like the two worst teams in the conference. Yeah. And, and you have Calvi. Oh, God, you talked me into it. I was, I, I was going to be the last person waving the flag, like the, the actual flag that goes to game day, you Old know, like on the bandwagon. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll take Cal if they can run the ball. I mean like a weakness and a team and tailspin. You talked me into it. I, I, I mean, just, look, you could easily like Mendoza could have three interceptions in this game. Like it could be that kind of it. Uh, but like, if there's no turnovers, like I, I like Cal. I think Ott has a huge game. I don't think Washington yeah. State can tackle him. Oh my gosh. What, a, what, that's so gross. Um, I did such a bummer because like, I really thought I was like, Oh, Jake Dicker, like I'm excited about him as a coach. Right. And then he made the, like, I mean, they made the move they needed to make. And I thought they made a good offensive coordinator hire. And it did sort of look at least like in early versions against Colorado state, the cam ward, like the switch came. And then I, I wonder what, I mean, there's, there's gotta be some story to that. So, you know, I, this is like those times where I, I should pay for the two, four, seven, you know, stuff because you're going to get some of that, like what's going on back there because this team is good, too good. I mean, I mean like relatively for how bad they've been playing, right? Like the, I still think there is talent. Like they, not only that, but like they have, I, I do, I do for the most part, think the coaching staff is good. And so that's the part where I'm like, I'm not, I'm just confused how this is not working. Honestly, like, yeah. but to be honest, like, I don't, I, I think Cam, like the, the Cam Ward ship has sailed. Like he's never figuring out major college football. Yeah. Yeah. And they think Rob, they could still go to a bowl and they just have, I mean, like, I mean, and they played teams where they should, they should. Yeah. That's, that's I mean, weird. They should Something's have won off. the last, they should have won the last two games. ASU beat them by 11 <laughs> like, and Stanford beat them at home. Yeah. Yeah. That's bad. I mean, like, I All don't right. know. That's the thing with this. Like, it's like, it's like, what's your rock bottom? Like, what is your, what is, at what point are your friends sitting around with you? And like, I think you have a problem. <laughs> that's right. That's, it will be losing. I mean, it was the Stanford moment. Like, yeah. This is the, this is the not listening to your friends and kid. Everything's going to be okay. Um, all right. Let's, let's do one more and then we'll take a break. Uh, let's do Stanford. The, the Victoria Stanford that has two wins in this freaking conference, which is just incredible, right. is a 21 point favorite. Uh, 21 point dog. God, no, they're not going to be fair. 21 point dog on the road at Oregon State. Um, this game's at 230. And we already talked about, I mean, Stanford is who they are, like, which is they can cover a little bit. They're going to be a little bit feisty. Um, and they play an Oregon State team that I think kind of you know sleptwalked their way through this Colorado game. Um, does Oregon State have it in them just to lay the wood? Because where where is Stanford on on the you know in the metrics right now? Because they've they've got to be climbing a little bit. They've been competitive in, in multiple games now. They have climbed up a little bit. Um, they sit at seventy six overall in Beta Rank. Um, now the line opened at seventeen and it's jumped up to 21 with Oregon state um, Stanford's defense is at 79 overall. Um, and they're terrible at drive efficiency. Like you can absolutely put together drives against them. I mean, like we talked about the beeves offense, 
14 overall in beta rank. They're at 13 in effective rush, 24 in effective pass. Stanford, like even though I say like they can cover, like their defensive line is not good. Um, and so they they are at 81 in effective pass, 74 in effective rush. Um, you flip it around offensively, Stanford's at 87 overall, 90 in effective rush, 67 in effective pass. Oregon State's defense is at 35 overall. They are better against the run at 30 in effective rush, but as we kind of talked about like coming into the year with all those replacements in the secondary, they're at 52 overall in effective pass. Um, I mean, this is an interesting one. Like Baderank has this at 21 in the naive spread. But the naive spread, I will say, has been because it's it's just based off of like a lot of prior years data. It's not caught up with the new rule changes, um, and it's closer to like sixteen in the predicted score. Um, yeah. So this is, a tough, this is a tough one for me because like I do like do I trust Oregon? Do I think Oregon State can run up the score? I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking too, and I and and I don't think Stanford lays down. No. No, I don't think they, they've now, shown much quit. Well, they did against USC. Right. Well, that's true. <laughs> but they were feeling they their oats lately. Like they they've got some wins. I'm worried though, them on the road, right? They they come off a win. Yeah. And then they go to it's just hard to play in Corvallis. And can they can they run it? Because they're gonna be able to run. It's just can they can they hold court? I'll take the beeves. I just I, it's tough for Stan. I, I want to see Stanford throw it, and they're going to have to. I think this is a this is a, a let's get our let's kind of get our house in order. We still have the back half of the season. Um, I think you're going to see a lot. I mean, there's probably going to be 46 rushes again in this game, and DJU is going to have play. I mean, DJU will have play action. Yeah, um, probably all day, and. I'm not a huge believer in Oregon State's defense. Like you mentioned, 35 is fine. Or if they're in the 30s, that's great. Good for that. Like that, and I mean, that's not belittling. That's right. I'm really glad that they stayed there. Um, I mean, they, obviously they were a lot higher last year, but that's a good, you know, coming coming down to earth point. I'll I'll lay them. I'll I'll lay. Them. That's a tough place. I don't trust Stanford. They just came off of a win, and I just I think that they're going to run into a buzzsaw here uh, um, against it, against Oregon. State. It does feel like the kind of game like Oregon State doesn't lose like doesn't do dumb things and like they just but i will i mean i will say like you definitely feel like the close win at colorado jonathan smith probably has their attention you know yeah um yeah i'll i'll take the beeves it's i mean 21 points feels like a lot for this oregon state team against anyway it's not that they're bad i think they're good i just think that like with the new clock rules too I think the game slows down a bit for them and there can be fewer possessions and like that, like that worries me with three scores with them. Um, yeah. I mean, not just three, three touchdowns, 17 points is still three possessions, but that's three TDs. Um, but yeah, I'm going to take the beeves. I just, I, I think the Stanford team is still really bad and I, I'm not going to believe in them. <laughs> <laughs> 21 is gross. That's a good line. Like 17 opening at 17 is, I mean, I'm, I'm, I am not betting this game. Uh, I just, I, yeah, I, I, I mean, it is what it is. All right. We got three more games left. Two of them are just fantastic. And one of them is like giggly interesting. Um, we'll get to them right after this. We're back six o'clock PM on PAC 12 network. The two and seven Arizona State Sun Devils go into UCLA as 17 point underdogs. 
UCLA coming off the loss against Arizona. Arizona State kind of feisty now. Arizona State has nobody on offensive line. Um, we already we already plugged in uh, Ralph uh, Ralph uh, at uh, the defensive line, so he can't play offensive line either. So we're <laughs> they're going to need to pull some other guys in there. Um, it is. I want to believe. I want to believe in Arizona State. I think Kenny Dillingham has the team playing, you know, hard. Yeah. But man, they got so many injuries. Walk, walk me through, like, let, let, well, let's let's take a look and see. Um, you know, well, we already talked about UCLA playing Arizona. Um, Arizona State just got smoked by Utah. I mean, like fifty-five. I, I totally forgot yeah. about that. Fifty-five to three. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, Utah totally. Like I mean, and that cratered ASU, like because ASU had gotten like a bump from that Washington. I mean, this also hurt Washington's offensive score. Was that ASU just got waxed <clears throat> defense? Like their defense got absolutely waxed by a very bad Utah offense, <laughs> and it didn't. The model wasn't like, oh, Utah's offense is actually good. The model was like, hey, actually, let's be realistic about this ASU defense. Um, <laughs> so the ASU defense is back down in the fifties. I mean, but like, call like Utah ran for three fifty two <laughs> in this game, and that like, like look, Utah is a better offensive rushing offense in particular than UCLA is right now. And I do have significant questions about UCLA at quarterback right now because of, and, and with injuries too, because Garber got hurt against Arizona. Um, you know, who's it going to be? Um, but you know, like air, like, you know, UCLA is at 43 on offense and beta rank. They're at 21 and effective rush 77 and effective pass like ASU, like, this isn't a great matchup for them because they're at 51 and effective or overall in beta rank, but they're at 86 and effective rush 25 and effective pass. Like that doesn't bode as well. Um, you flip it around like UCLA is still like number 10 overall in beta rank. Um, but this ASU offense is at 99 overall and they just played, they just played a pretty good defense and they got absolutely stoned. <laughs> They're on their like fourth. The thing that that worries me too is uh, Borke was out. Yeah, and they had they had. Uh, I mean, Cam Scadabo 12, 12 rushes for thirty one yards, and it was because they couldn't throw the ball. So right. I'm not, you know, Scadabo's good. That just shows you like how they're down to slim pickings. And when you flip it around, UCLA can still run the ball. Yeah, not not as well, but right. they can. I'm worried about the quarterback play, right? Like they're not going to be able to throw at basically at all. But Bryson Barnes threw for four touchdowns I know. in 61 years. That's really all you need to do against this. <laughs> like thing. Dante Moore. I mean, like you don't have to. Like I mean, look, this ASU secondary is not bad, but like they have, they have. If you can run the ball, they're screwed because they're going to have to start crowding the line. The thing that worries me is I don't trust Chip Kelly at all. What's I the What's don't. the line moved up to on this? It's 17. Oh man. So here you want to know, here's another fun one on this one. Both of these teams have bad kickers. Um, so like your, your ability to count on field goals. Um, and it's fun. So this opened at 14 and it did jump up. Um, beta rank has, this as a projected score of 13 like the, from the actual projected score, which does take into account the change in the rules and everything as like just under that at 13.9. Yeah. I just, mm, I don't trust Kel. Like the, the problem is, I mean, it's a good line. Cause 
ASU has nobody. And so I'm worried. I'm worried that I take the points, and then it's just I just look out on the field, and you know, how does ASU like, score? That's the, my question. Like, I mean, just yeah, where do their points come from? Is my big question here because like UCLA's defense is legitimately really good. ASU doesn't have a great field goal kicking unit, like, and I think UCLA can run the ball. That's what like that's why like that's why it's jumped up a bit, right? Like you can like on the pure matchup, like I think that's why it's jumped up. UCLA can run. UCLA can't pass. Can they keep it? Yeah. Where do the, where does ASU score? They don't. I mean, they don't. That's the no. Unless, I think Latu is going to have a huge game, and the Murphy twins are going to have a huge game. Like, I mean, there could be turnovers. Is how this happened. I mean, this is like the Iowa offense. Basically, you got to it's turnovers and special teams and yeah. just pray. You know. Um, I think you see. I, I'm taking UCLA. I'm going to tell you why. Not only that, but they lost last week. I can't take all favorites, Rob. I can't take all favorites. Um, I mean, I have Do to you want to go back and, and pick at- Stanford? <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's like so stupid. Um, like, like, I, just, I just like, I just can't having watched this Arizona state offense, absolutely take a giant steaming dump in, in Utah. I just have no faith in them against UCLA. Yeah, I mean UCLA is a quality team. They're at home. They're gonna. I mean, I'm taking the Bruins. You can make whatever choices you yeah. want. You're an I'm adult. Gonna t- I'm gonna take. Yeah, yeah, that's it. No, you're right. Uh, yeah, you're right. I'm gonna take UCLA. Gosh darn it! I just they're not gonna score anything. I just can't. Um, I can't see. Like, I mean, look, they'll they'll undoubtedly like you could not play worse than they did last week on offense. So they will undoubtedly play better. But I, th- I think UCLA is going to get up above 30 points. I cannot see ASU getting past 10. Gosh, Chip Kelly's so dumb. Um, all right, I'll take UCLA. I can't wait till they just get smoked in the Big Ten. They become the Maryland of the Big Ten. Um, <laughs> That's aspirational. <laughs> That's and they're going to be paying Cal every year still. Yeah, that's fine. All right, let's let's get to the good games here. Uh, Seven thirty p.m. on Fox, USC goes into Oregon as a sixteen and a half point uh, underdog. <laughs> Caleb Williams was crying. Um, now, look, they did to their credit. They played hard against Washington. Yeah, they did that. And and the lot like I I bet on Washington. Um, I took the I laid the or the laid the three. I I just but I did think that there was going to be a lot of points and I did think UCLA was going to to be able to play and was actually going to bring it. And I just thought Washington was a significantly better team and it didn't matter and it didn't. Um, now they got to go play t- a team that has a defense. Uh, Sixteen and a half, Rob. Uh, Oregon, of course, like we just said, just did everything they needed to do against um, <clears throat> against Utah. But we didn't talk about USC and what and what that game was against Washington. Um, you know, USC did drop forty two. On Washington, they were able to move the football. Um, I uh, uh, basically it was what it was, right? Caleb Williams did what he needed to do. They were able to rush the football, but the defense sucks. Now they did fire Alex Grinch finally, so that yeah. did happen. Um, does the defense bring a little bit more here because they should still be able to move the ball against uh, Oregon, but not as much as they did against Washington? I think that's the interesting part here: is does USC's game uh, defense show up um, to any extent? Or are they even more chaotic without the court? Do you see the the clip of of Grinch going in? He's like, everybody come in for a high five, 
and you know come in for it and nobody and nobody did yeah. it. Like it was it, that was that was I, mean, I don't think this USC defense is gonna like make a big turnaround in these last couple of games. Like I just don't think you know, like yeah, play calling matters. I don't think we're gonna see like an immediate turn. Um you know, and like Oregon's defense has definitely improved. Um, but this this Oregon offense is at number two overall in beta rank. They're getting the number ninety three ranked defense. Um, they're at one oh five in effective rush. Uh, Oregon's at eleven in effective rush. Like I just, I mean, like Washington ran all over USC. <laughs> like Washington never runs the football. Um, that part, like, and that part, I think is is, and this is not. This is going to be harder. This this Oregon defense sits at number eleven overall in beta rank. Now they are a little more susceptible against the pass. They're at six in effective rush versus twenty one in effective pass. And USC is at eight in beta rank offensively. They're at five in effective pass. You know, thirty nine in effective rush. They're not looking. They're not looking to run the ball really well. Um, so look, I mean, Oregon could definitely like Oregon's kryptonite defensively is still teams that can throw the football around. I mean, that's part of why like i think washington projects a little closer even though oregon's playing better right now um but yeah this is this is really tough because i i do think that like offensively this is a much this offense is absolutely hitting on all cylinders right now um now it what did you say the line was at 16 and a half so that came down that opened at 17 yeah and beta rank has it like with the projected score at just over 15. My my worry, I actually want to take SC here. My worry is that Oregon treats that. Rem, remember a few years ago when we were just hoping that USC, get, maybe it was last year, I was just praying that USC would get to the playoffs so I could bet on Georgia because they were just going to beat the tar out of them. Like, right. Right. Because A, they had they actually played defense. Right. And, and B, USC didn't play defense. And like that was going to be a total disaster. Right. My worry is that's this game. Yeah. Like, this is my opportunity just to load, like just unload on USC. Like all that, all those years of frustration of just like, come on guys, do it, do it, get there. And they did not And this is the chance. Well, it definitely feels like landing like the, that Washington loss, like that thing of like that Michael Jordan, like, and I took that personally, like it definitely yeah. feels like this is very personal um for oregon and like this is like this feels like one where like going into the big 10 like i feel like they really want to send a message um that that's like the 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 main thing about this oregon team right now is like they feel very much like they want to send a message to to literally everyone yeah (laughs) and we'll stop i mean we should call this out um because i do we call that like danton lynn at ucla has done a terrific job turning around that defense um will stein the offensive coordinator hire that Lanning made uh, to replace Kenny Dillingham is better. He is a better offensive coordinator than Kenny Dillingham. He has been phenomenal this season. Um, this Oregon offense is humming, um, and they got him from UTSA. Just an incredible OC hire. When you saw in a year where you saw Nick Saban misfire and his offensive coordinator hire, I think you can argue, argue that Notre Dame misfired on theirs. Clemson misfired on their offensive coordinator hire, um, and. Oregon, Dan Lanning, for all the criticism he's gotten for being inexperienced and all that, he's made two really good offensive coordinator hires in a row. Yeah. No, you're right. On the, like, on this, because mm, there's a world. Okay. I, <laughs> it feels gonna, crazy take, to take, it's, it feels crazy, though, to say, because on the other side of that is still Caleb Williams, who is still 
He but, has no support around him compared to last season, comparatively. But he is still the best player in college football. He is. But Oregon, but the Oregon's gonna. Like, we saw what happened against USC when he actually got pressure. Yeah. When, when a good when a good defense. Yeah. Was basically like we're gonna play man because your wide receivers aren't that good, and we're gonna just pressure you and do something. And he didn't do anything. Now I don't think he's gonna throw three picks in this game. But my worry is right. It's all the things that I talked about the playoff game. And then it's the a team that could be on meltdown going into Otson against yeah. a fan base and, and a coaching staff that's like f these guys like we're gonna beat we're gonna win this oh, game. Oh no, this 40. is this game is circled for for Oregon. Like Oregon, <laughs> yes, Oregon absolutely wants to send a message in this game. Not only that, because USC just played Washington, you know, and so like yeah. Oregon is absolutely has that number that Washington won by circled. And they're going to want to beat that number. Um, yeah. It is like the only thing that gives me pause is Oregon's pass defense is leaky, and it is Caleb Williams. You're, we're, we've talked about this. The wide receivers aren't as good as they were last season, um, which is weird because like all of them are at least four star. I mean, like the only one that's not a four star is Dorian Singer, and he was legitimately lights out at ours. <laughs> like he was legitimately yeah. really good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it feels like I said, it feels bonkers. And you, even with the number coming down, like you could tell, like now there wasn't a lot. It the move, the number only moving by a half point isn't a lot, but the fact that it came down tells you like a lot of sharp betters think that number is hot, a little high, but still like, I, I feel like I want to take the ducks because I just like, I wonder, like, I don't see this as being one where like USC's motivation suddenly improves because they're like, oh man, we got Alex Grinch fired or something like that, right? Or like they come out with yeah. like a like they they don't have a bye week like they to like you know implement a lot of changes like or, or anything like that. Like it's gonna be like, and their defense is bad, and the or the Ducks offense is just rolling. I'm I'm gonna take the Ducks too, even though it feels nuts. Yeah, it feels like you were walking, but I mean, there's times like this where it's just the line is there and you're walking into it and you're like, I know, I know what Vegas is doing, but like, I, I also know this conference and I don't think they're doing this enough. <laughs> right. Um, no, no, this is one of those ones. Like you just like landings, going to like, they're going to be up by like 10 at halftime and landing's <laughs> going to give some, like, you know, bury their asses like halftime speech <laughs> and, and they will. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, we're both taking SC. Last game, 12.30 p.m., game of the week on Fox. The game of the week in the Pac-12. Uh, Utah, number 18, is a nine-and-a-half-point dog on the road. I've gotten all these right this for the first time, probably. I cleared the deck. Didn't get the dog in the favorites. Uh, <laughs> uh, is a nine-and-a-half-point dog on the road in Seattle against Washington. I mean, we know what this Utah team is. Uh and we, and we know, and we know what this Washington, I mean, like, is there anything to say on you? Like, I, I mean, the 55 that they scored against, um, ASU, I mean, this is why I'm feeling better about my UCLA pick Yeah, is that like, I don't think there's really much you can say. Like, we know what this offense is. They have an interesting running game that isn't great, but it's good. Right. Um, and they have Bryson Barnes and they don't, and that's it. That's what they have. Right. Um, how many points did they score against Washington? Oh, so here's where it gets interesting. <laughs> so, um, look, this is, I mean, Utah's down at 21 in beta rank right now. Um, you know, this, this Washington team sits at number 10 overall, um, offensively Washington's at five. 
Um, they're a mm-hmm. little less than 80% of where LSU's number one is. Um, but they're at 101 in effective rush, number one in effective pass. But this Utah defense is number five overall in beta rank. They're really good. Um, they're really good at containing big plays. They're at number 16 overall in explosive drives. They're number one in negative drives, forcing three and outs, forcing turnovers. Um, they're at five in effective rush. The, I, you know, That's a little less of a worry here if you're Washington. Number 11 in effective pass. So I think like... We've talked about this. I think Utah's past defense, like their actual coverage, is still a little suspect. Um, but their pass rush is so much better than it was last the last couple seasons. Like Jonah Ellis is legit. Um, and this pass rush, even with the injuries that they've had, is really, really good. But you flip it around, this Washington defense is at number 45 overall in beta rank. 49 in effective rush, 48 in effective pass. They're only at 103 in negative drives, not forcing nearly enough three and outs or turnovers or bad things on the offense. We talked a little bit about their pass rush has been really underwhelming this season. Um, this Utah offense is at number 49 overall in beta rank. <laughs> They're at 12 in effective rush, 105 in effective pass. I, I struggle with this one. I like the Utes. Um, in this game not because like i think washington is a really really good football team i just think that this defense is really good for utah and i think they're going to be able to run the ball enough yeah and i think they're going to be able to get pressure on Penix. they have not utah has i mean washington has not played a defense this good by a long shot and it has this this much discipline and has this good of a dc that's my prize. <laughs> I just think, I think this, I think this matchup, like I think Washington wins. Um, what did you say? It's, is it, it opened at nine? It's at nine and a half. Now. So it's come up a little I, bit, mm-hmm. but I like beta rank has this one, both in the predicted score, which is at about seven for Washington. And then the naive spreads about three. Wait, that's reversed. Like the predicted score is about almost four points, a little over three. And then it's about seven in the naive spread. I just, I, I think this Utah defense is really, really good. Um, and I think that Penix is actually going to get hit a couple times in this game. Like they have a much better pass rush and much better front seven, even with the injuries than Oregon does. I want it. It makes sense. No, you could like, you could flip it around and easily say, look, if they can handle the pass rush i think they could maybe carve up the defense too because i do think that utah i do think that utah's pass rush is making up for some sins on the back end still yeah i think so too i just don't think they are um i don't i think utah's going to be able to run the football this is not this is not the oregon defense no um and and i really do trust the coaching staff um, to be able to at least to, to, to stop as much as they can in the pass, um, you know, in the, in the, in the secondary, I'm not impressed with Washington's defensive coaching. I gotta be honest. Like where they're still mm-hmm. on the wrong side. I mean, they're, we, you know, they're on the wrong side of the middle of the road of a power five defense. They're at 45 overall. Um, you know, like there are, there are teams in the pack 12 who have far less talent that have better defenses than this. 
I think there's a world where Utah wins this game. <laughs> like 10 and a half. Utah, like right Utah, if half. Utah finishes on the, like this could be a Kyle Whittingham special. Like the old, yeah. the old, like as we all remember the old Kyle Whittingham before he hired Andy Ludwig and found a quarterback where they didn't have an offense and they would slow the game down to stupid levels and, yeah. and they would run the football and they would get it, force you to have some turnovers and they would kick some field goals and they would waltz out with the win. And you'd be like, how did that happen? This game, this game is the shoddy diner that you grew up in and you just feel really comfortable. Like, ah, oh, that old, that old musky smell that I, oh, let me give me those bad, those bad French toasts, like slices. Like that's this, that, that is this game for Kyle Whittingham where he's, you know, it's a little, it's, it's, you know, it's not where he used to be, but it's where he's comfortable being. And yeah. Um, yeah, I, that's about, it's funny because I was going to take Washington. I was looking at there's got to be a dog that I can't just take all favors. And, and I wanted to take Utah and then you wanted to take Utah, which makes me sad because I'm <laughs> making the same games you're making. We need a third person here to push to like, around to, like, to either talk us out of it. Like, but this yeah. week feels like, I mean, like, and it's probably like a total trap, but like this week feels like some of these are obvious, right? You're just like, eh. I mean, like you, yeah. you could go back and take Wazoo if you want. I just, I can't, I cannot, I cannot pick a team that's lost five straight and just lost to ASU and Stanford. Right. No, the, the one, the one is Oregon. I mean, there are some, there could be some trip up ones here, right? Like, and we mentioned them and I'm just taking them anyway. It could be, it could be Stanford, right? 21 is a lot for yeah. anybody. Yeah, yeah. Right. And then, and then Arizona on the road, right? You haven't been there before, but Colorado is just kind of falling apart internally, I think. So, uh, and they fire. Yeah. I'll, I'll take Utah. I think, I think, I do think Utah can cover. I think there's a chance that where they win um, because this is just, this could be one of those games where like, look, Washington has some flaws and I think Utah can show them yeah. if they can stop them. And they have that defense is so good. And I think um, Vaki is yeah. going to run. I mean, I think he's going to run well in this game. Like he's opened things up for them. Um, You know, and this Washington defense still isn't like we talked about. It's just not great. Like they're not, it's not good enough. And like, Look, Washington, like if Washington's going to beat this line, the offense has to show up big time, right? Like they have to be the team that, you know, uh, you know, put 63 on Cal, you know, type of thing, right? Like they've got like, they've got to have that kind of scoring efficiency um, in this game. And I'm not saying like put 63 on Utah, but like Oregon put a whipping on Utah, you know, like, and, and Washington's going to have, like, I, I think Washington, like, and again, like matchups are always interesting. Like, I think because of Oregon's past defense being a little further back, like that does make Washington a bit more of a problematic matchup for Oregon than Utah does, certainly. Um, but this is a really good, this Utah defense is still really good. Um, even after getting waxed by Oregon, like there's, this is still a really good defense. That's what, like, I mean, Washington hasn't really faced anybody like other than that Oregon defense and they had a good game there, but like other than the Oregon, they haven't really faced anybody that good. This will be the first time they're getting somebody in the top 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, I, I like I mean, the, all the, like, this game is going to be fascinating. Oh, yeah. I'm just really it's interested so much to fun. see. Um, and oh, man, it's going to be a little wet and a little cold up here. It's going to nippy up here in the Pacific Northwest. I mean, Washington's <laughs> used to it too, but uh, yes, the, there's going to be some rain. It's going to be a little ugly. I, I'm just, you remember that game a couple of years? Was it like 2019 where like, or maybe it was like where, I mean, I think Washington won the game and it was just like the ugliest football game you could ever imagine. It was at Utah 
And I think Utah, I mean, Utah, I thought Jake Browning was going to die. Like they <laughs> hit him so, so many times. <laughs> Utah, Utah at home. The one thing is Utah at the at home. It's totally is a different animal. That's a, that is like that. If there's one thing that gives me significant trepidation here, it is taking Utah on the road. Yeah. This is the first year where I, and like, you know, I've been in and out just cause I've been traveling and had some family stuff I need to take care of. So I haven't made all the picks, but like I'm under 50% for the first year of this conference, like ever. And that makes me really sad. So, so if you're, if you're betting along with us, like, you know, be wary, at least on my end, it's, it's, I've had a couple of good weeks and then I fell back to earth uh, a couple of weeks ago. And then I, I didn't make my picks last week cause we didn't record, but, um, I think we did a decent breakdown of what could happen in these games. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's, you know, it's not, it's not the amount of money you win this year. It's the friends you made along the way, which hasn't been the case in previous which is, iterations. Which is like a, you know, a good send off for the back 12. Like it is the friends we've made along the way or the enemies in, in some cases. Right. I mean, there are definitely some people, there are definitely some people out there that I have, like, <laughs> like like we were talking about like we we i had tweeted out before the season started i was like i don't think like somebody had tweeted out that you washington had an elite pass rush and i was like i don't think that's the case and i got like a lot of hell from washington fans in the like in the off season about how like they had this like like i got lectured in monosyllables by people in purple uh <laughs> and i i just like to be clear you were all dead wrong. <laughs> you were all completely a hundred percent could not have been more wrong. <laughs> like, I I want screenshots of this. If Utah wins, right? This is this Utah screenshots. Of I, I'm not picking to be clear. I'm not picking Utah to win. I just think nine is too rich. <laughs> like I, I, I think Washington wins by a field goal. It's like the one Cal fan that got on us because um, oh my God. He, he thought some random tight, like a, a second string tight end was going to be the truth. And like, he didn't show up to get, um, Oh th- man, this that's is- the, the worst, the worst thing. And we, like, we will always have these moments is like when, like when you're doing the previews and there is somebody that's like, and you get the, you catch more of this hell than I do, but there's somebody that's like convinced that some like, like random dude that got some publicity, like they like some like had a good practice and then the beat writer wrote about and they're like, no, this guy's going to blow up. Right. And you're like, yeah. and then you never hear from them. like, they literally like they're, they're like, I ne- I always write like, unless everybody is like talking about them in like an absolute groundswell, like of like, right. Like, Oh no, this guy's going to break out. Um, do not do not ever fall for guys that get mentioned by beat writers in spring. That that was the interesting thing about Bill Norton, and he's been an interesting piece of Arizona's yeah. defense. There wasn't a lot of smoke about him, right? right? Like he was pretty quiet. He's really been good. He's been a big key piece to that. There's been some other players like that too, where you just go, uh, I mean, like to the Grantswell portion, and you know, talking about Washington, like uh, Tui Latui Gasanoa has always been. He's been like an anchor of that line. He hasn't yeah. been. Um, you know, he'll probably get drafted and he's, he's been a good mainstay there, but everybody was basically like, yeah, this guy's good. You know? And when everybody says that they weren't saying like, this guy's going to be right, you, know, right. you know, all, all everything. So yeah, I, I like that where you have multiple writers, right. and multiple people. Yeah. Every, okay. where it's like, not like this guy's going to start or get significant playing time. And like, he's like going to force his way into the lineup. Not like, Oh, he's like, yes. Like I've, I've, I've had that many, many times. Like, and I have fallen for that earlier in my career. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah, I've been there too. Uh, 
I got you. Well, let's hang it up here, Rob. Uh, week 11 in the books, uh, at least predictive wise. We will see how they play on the field. Uh, 12 Pack Radio, and you can find Rob on Twitter, sharpcollegefootball.com. Uh, are you doing the Saturday Six? I am. I have yet to pick out which games I'm doing. I've been so busy with work, but I got to do that tomorrow. Do, do, do Washington State Cal. Just throw, no. throw everybody for a loop. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I I cannot. There are I mean there are some bad games this week, but I'm not doing that one. We finally yeah, can see want- Michigan against somebody good, like with the suspension, like our pending suspension, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> we might find that out tomorrow. Wow. Oh, oh, I okay, yeah, we'll keep a look on that. But yeah. um really fascinating to see what that looks like. Sharpcollegefootball.com. Uh the natives are getting restless here at the Conquer family. We'll we'll talk to everybody next week. <laughs>